0: The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And... Wow, that was long. And... I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome back, film fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me to the left is... My other co-host, Drew Douglas. You doing okay? I am honestly kind of recovering from a horror movie-filled weekend. I, I watched a lot. I feel like I watched a lot of horror movies, including 15 minutes of Rob Zombie's Devil's Rejects. Watched 15 minutes of that and had to turn it off.
1: It's not good for your psyche. How is your mental uh, mental health right now? Broken. He's a sick man,
0: right? <laughs> it's really weird like the first now granted i'll take it back a few steps i'm not seeing any of his films outside of the halloween remakes so halloween and h2 that's it that's those are the only two rob zombie movies i've ever seen and honestly what's weird is he's a very as we've talked about this off the podcast he's very well spoken articulate person who seems smart and he's got some really interesting ideas but devil's rejects man they're all dirty they're all cursing everyone even like the good guys in the film are just bad from what i can tell in the first 15 minutes
1: do you think you're gonna finish it
0: yeah
1: oh you will yeah i thought you like turned it off for good
0: no i i I was kind of tired because i was watching horror movies originally on hulu and then i got Shutter but also, I'll, I'll save that for the end of the podcast when we dive into what we're watching but film fans thank you for joining us this is another chat cast in which it's kind of a pop culture rundown of sorts where we will talk about some movie headlines, some new trailers and what we just teased what we've been enjoying lately but first
1: we would like to dedicate this episode to Sandra from Montana thank you very much for listening and giving us some love.
0: Thank you, Sandra. Love, Sandy. We're going to start off with some pop culture news. First and foremost, Drew, I know how much you love to hate Game of Thrones. I don't love to hate it. It's just, (laughs) I don't like it. Well, fans are once again up in arms because the creators made an appearance at the Austin Film Festival, and they opened up for the first time since going literally into hiding after the end of Game of Thrones. And they made some remarks about the controversial ending to the eight season run. And they more or less said that they spent 10 years in almost like this state of drunkenness, like and I believe they were talking metaphorically in this. It's weird because some of these comments, I've yet to read the great detail about them. And they, what really upset the fans the most, the writer said, you know, this is really our first major gig. And we didn't know what we were doing, but they gave us the reins to do it. And fans are just going nuts over it. What do you think? Because you, you dipped out of this show about halfway through.
1: Does anybody know what they're doing though until they do it? At some point you gotta do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Honestly, I understand, and this is where I'm like, I feel like oh and I feel like I'm gonna make the fans mad now by saying this, but and to a degree, filmmaking involves so many steps, so many people are involved. You've got the producers, you've got other writers, you've got your executives at HBO for Game of Thrones, others who will watch what it is, or even better, they'll go through these storyboards, and then they'll go through scripts. Like, this is not just a process of, hey, I got this idea, and then boom, it's done. Like, there are so many layers that if they peel it back, someone will be able to catch this and say, you know what, maybe this isn't a good idea. I'm I'm just honestly kind of surprised because we all know that the writers – and I was also very surprised by this whenever I found out, wow, this is like the first stuff that they have ever done. And I was fascinated by that. But I think it's still fascinating that this was such a major hit and this is more or less how these guys became an overnight sensation or – I wouldn't really say overnight, but it took some time. And like you said, I think you eventually have to start somewhere. I've yet to read the the greater details of the comments that were made, but man, the fans are now just, it's like almost Damon Lindelof after Lost and how he had to go into hiding after ending that. Didn't he and Carlton Cuse, uh, they ended up just like going off the grid. Cuse, Cuse actually got back to work pretty fast. He's been... Uh, well, I'm trying to remember the last thing that he worked on, but. Well, he did like Bates Motel and stuff. Yeah, the thing fine. about Lindelof is,
1: though, unlike Hughes, he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Oh. So he took it all very personally and then was very vocal about it. Hughes was able to be like, I don't, you know what? I can move on. Have you watched Watchmen yet?
0: Not yet. Have you, and you've seen the Olive C- episode two? Oh, yeah. I know. I'm so far behind. I feel like I was texting you. I feel guilty because I've been watching some garbage. I've been, you know, either like I ended up watching the scary movies of my girlfriends and then I end up watching a little bit of Shudder on my phone, but not HBO. I haven't like it's been where if I'm at home, I've been working and doing things and I'm distracted. I want to be distracted whenever I watch Watchmen.
1: One thing I do like is Lindelof has already said season one is its own thing. It will have it will have an ending. And he likes the fact that he's got the ball rolling on this, but he doesn't need to continue it. He might not do it again.
0: I I, just, I love whenever we can end up saying we're going to have a self-contained story. Now I do, you know, I love the Marvel idea of setting up these universes that overlap and blah blah blah. But I still love a good contained story. That's how some of the best stories ever told have been said. And I'm going to segue right into that with saying one film that has been called a one and done ever since it was released continues to kill it this is a little box office buzz domestically joker took back the crown from maleficent and it was number one this past weekend the
1: uh i'm so sick of this movie (laughs) i legit i don't think there's been a movie since avatar where i'm like just get this out of theaters i don't want to hear about it ever again
0: i am just so fascinated with how it is doing this well i'm I, I mean, are it, you are you surprised by this? How well yes. it's performed. I mean, it's just I think because everyone it's just is. not that good. I I'm just like I'm blown away. It's so interesting. But and in, once again, it and its fourth week, it raked in just under $19 million. And domestically it stands at $277.5 million.
1: I mean, there is one good thing, and it's maybe d c will take chances on singular
0: r rated properties, yeah,
1: like what Marvel did with Logan, yeah,
0: that paid off. this is paying off I think that it's it it does have a silver lining that maybe not just for superhero films, but hopefully other studios especially wB will kind of take note but then again wB they'll end up I think they're an interesting studio because you know they have such a huge attachment to. Clint Eastwood, which we've got a big Clint Eastwood joint coming out in a few weeks, and um, we've also got Motherless Brooklyn. (laughs) What does that
1: have to do with (laughs) anything?
0: But Maleficent in its second week fell almost 50%, and it has now raked in 65.5 million domestically.
1: That is one big reason why last week on Chatcast, number two, you heard me say this. I cannot compete, and I just wanted to announce. Special announcement right now. I officially concede defeat in the fall <laughs> fantasy free for all. What? Already? That was the best decision I've ever made in my life, oh. <laughs> even though I lost out on a brand new car.
0: I got it. Still working out the details on that. Getting the details,
1: but, but we, we went and um, you got the keys. Mm-hmm. We took some pics for the social, and we'll get that up when we get the chance. Got to iron out all the paperwork, I guess. I don't know.
0: Also, uh, I tuned
1: out. I didn't get a car, so I was well, just kind of not happy to be there, if I'm being completely honest.
0: You, you were present, but mentally not there. Internationally Dark Fate made its debut, not here in the US where we that's coming up this weekend, but it made less than Genesis worldwide.
1: We made the prediction it would make less than 100 mil here in the US. I think that's looking good, right?
0: Now, granted with Dark Fate, it was not released in China, but at the same time, man, it's not tracking very well and Everywhere we go, like, we were searching the web right before hitting record on this, and they're trying to promote Dark Fate. I just don't think it's going to connect. I think they've made the fans of the franchise so mad. They're like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Now, is this supposed to start a new trilogy? Yeah, I think so. Good grief. I, I really think so, because it's supposed to, I keep hearing, rejuvenate, revive. I just... Just end it. Be done. That's I keep how I
1: hearing how good Linda Hamilton is, and I can't figure out how. Oh, Because judging from those previews, she sounds like a walking cigarette.
0: I am very interested to see what they do with all of these characters, including a Edward Furlong. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to reveal what, because I've heard rumors, and I don't want to spoil that for anyone. I almost did. Now, he could
1: he could, he could uh, rejuvenate his career or really derail his life when he's cool. got a pot uh, just some more change in his pocket.
0: Ma'am, Eddie, what happened? Speaking of what happened, we've got Star Wars tracking the lowest of the new trilogy and analysts are predicting that it will rake in around the 200 mark. And to put that into perspective, Last Jedi made 220, around that, just just a little under that, I believe. And then... Rock, or the uh, Force Awakens made just under two fifty.
1: Are people really that upset with Last Jedi, or is this just kind of a gradual drop off because it's not as fresh anymore?
0: Let's face it, two hundred mil is a lot. Nonetheless, not in Star Wars standards. That's so crazy that a film comes out and says, like, that's not that much.
1: I think it's strange that we're coming off the best Star Wars film and everyone's crying about it. <laughs> Uh, I think it's kind of a bummer that J.J. Abrams is doing this, and I like J.J. But I was Ryan in line to do the second one or the third one. I mean, Cause I think so. He was in talks to do like his own trilogy, which I don't think is happening mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, but I do like the idea of each movie gets its own director, kind of like Mission Impossible, and yeah. we got J.J. back again. I think he does fine, but I would have liked to see somebody brand new.
0: I I really wonder if they are just very hesitant to bring anyone else on board after Last Jedi and they're like well they you know trust,
1: they, they trust JJ they're all yeah. tight I don't know I'll say I'm looking forward to this is it my most anticipated for the fall winter no no nope. I don't even have my tickets yet
0: you're more excited for motherless Brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I uh, really uh, wonder how that's going to do in the box office. I keep it's seeing be awful. I keep seeing these trailers saying the greatest actor, finest actor of his generation. They're you know, about it's Gordon.
1: interesting in all the TV spots, he doesn't stutter. Huh? He talks about how his head's messed up or whatever, but uh, they don't actually show him stuttering. Because when we saw the trailer of him stuttering before a movie, people were laughing like they were watching an old Mel Brooks comedy.
0: It was like the Hyannis and the Lion King.
1: Just, Just cackling at everything he said. Helped. I, You know what? I kind of want to see that movie. But we're going to get into that.
0: I, I know I will, but I'll end up using my unlimited pass.
1: We need to do a segment. It's like, is it unlimited worthy or not? <laughs> or maybe you don't want to be unlimited worthy because uh, if you actually paid for it, that would be different. Like it would be worth it if you didn't have it.
0: I mean, I'm trying to remember. let write that down. That, that's like a good idea. Like the Seinfeld,
1: idea. are you sponge worthy thing?
0: Ooh, yeah. that's. Ooh. I, it would be worth bringing that up because i want going to say when I had movie pass, RIP. That was...
1: No, not our IP. (laughs) (laughs) I like to get out of that. I had to use an old credit card that wasn't valid anymore. That's how I got out of MoviePass because they kept charging me.
0: That's so crazy. So
1: I entered one that expired and it was just not charging anymore.
0: Yeah, MP wouldn't let me back because I think I saw way too many movies. But there was something in which... I, I remember watching a movie with that and I thought, man... This isn't even worth like having this as a free movie, more or less. <laughs> Lastly, for pop culture news, we've got Dr. Sleep getting some good buzz so far. And there is, no joke, one critic saying that it's the best Stephen King adaptation since Shawshank Redemption.
1: Well, I can tell you that is not true.
0: I I know that. I really enjoyed The Green Mile. I loved The Green Mile. Oh yeah, Mile.
1: that's a great one.
0: And th- there are other movies that have been adapted adopt- uh, Stephen King adaptations. He them. <laughs> yeah, he had, the best one is had, still
1: The Mist. I don't know, The Green Mile is mi- really mm-hmm.
0: good. But The Mist is a really good film too. Frank Darabont just knows King. And yeah, I don't that's that's a very bold statement.
1: It's a bold claim, but the movie is also getting the um the green light from Stephen King who keeps hyping it up.
0: But As one King fan pointed out recently, I was going through this post, long, long list of King fans talking about that and how King typically won't ever bash a film until it's like out to buy. And then he'll end up saying that, yeah, maybe there were some choices that they made that weren't so great. Like The Dark Tower. He came out after the fact. And he said, yeah, you know, there are some decisions.
1: I don't remember him prior, though, talking about how great it was going to be.
0: He, Did he do that? It was one, it was a tweet. I remember there was a tweet that he had posted about it was I can't even remember the extent of it, but well, he, he's
1: trying to line his pockets too. So he's not that's gonna, that. he's not gonna do it prior.
0: Yeah. And
1: he's, he's not an idiot. I need to yeah. read um I need to read his new one.
0: Oh yeah. The Institute. I've heard decent things. I've
1: heard mixed things, but yeah. mostly
0: positive. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm kind of intrigued by some of the stuff I've heard, so I might start that next.
0: I love how it has been released before New Mutants, and quite frankly, I don't think that will ever get released at this point. I hope not. <laughs> and there, New Mutants was supposed to beat it by like a full half year or something like that. Nonetheless, Dr. Sleep, I'm pumped. You're seeing it in a day. Once this podcast goes up.
1: I'm excited. I'm very excited.
0: Are you, so it's two and a half hours. Are you going to go through your regimen of dehydrating yourself and getting ready for that night?
1: I might start right now. Ooh.
0: I mean, you'll get two full days and you should actually watch The Shining and then that back to back.
1: I I just watched The Shining
0: like, Two months ago, so I'm not going to do that. How does it stand up? Do you like it more or less? Or It's
1: great. I said that on the last one. I love it. <laughs> it's worthy of all the praise.
0: Let's move on to Loves It, Hates It and Trailer Talk. We've only got one for you this time, and it's the remake of The Grudge, starring the one and only Mr. Handsome himself, John Chow. We're a couple of cho Yeah, he is fresh off his success from Searching. And so question is yeah. this
1: version of the grudge is it set during the original 2004 remake or is this a,
0: that's I what I, I, I thought
1: I had read something that this is not present day.
0: Honestly I, I feel like this is going to be a almost like a spe- kind of a sequel in a Yeah, sense. I think
1: it's part of the same thing. Yeah I don't know I haven't really been keeping up with it because I didn't think I needed a new grudge movie in my life. But I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to slap this with the loves it.
0: I'm, I'm going with the loves, mainly because I remember when the first, the, the U.S. version came out, and we got some Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that? Did you like that version of The Grudge? I couldn't even tell you. It's been so long. I'm going to rewatch it, though. I've decided.
1: I, I guess my question is, I love this trailer up until the end where he's in the shower, and then he has a hand coming out of his head. <laughs> How many times are we going to do that? Can't we think of something creepier?
0: Nope, that's, that's like maybe the staple. A, maybe
1: a finger comes out of his pinhole hole or Ooh. something.
0: <laughs> There's like, <laughs> Could they
1: show that in a PG-13 horror film? Yeah,
0: I believe they can. And uh, it would be fitting because whatever the grudge does, that's the staple of the series.
1: And he, John Cho he just goes, GRUDGE!
0: <laughs> And he immediately runs to the toilet.
1: What if it's not a finger, but it's like hair? Oof. Like the black hair.
0: I mean, that that would be fitting for like the shot of the drain whenever the hair starts coming out of it.
1: I just think this looks visually creepy and well done. And I love Cho.
0: And it's brought back by Mr. Sam Raimi.
1: I want to I go over Sam Raimi. Because okay. this man is completely irrelevant at this point in time. <laughs> What is Sam Raimi's last film? I'm going to put you on the spot. Last is, film in, in the year.
0: I can... Oh, within a year.
1: No, what is,
0: and the year. Oh, okay. Man, the only thing I can think of is he produced the Evil Dead remake. I want to... What movie did he do? He actually do... I mean, Drag Me to Hell? Close. That's, that's his
1: second to last film.
0: I don't know, What's... and that was in
1: two thousand nine. Jeez! By the way, that is one of his best films.
0: Oh, it's good. It's that a lot that
1: and Evil Dead two are like my one and two.
0: Hmm. I don't know what what was the last film.
1: It was the. This might be a hint. It's complete garbage, Oof. and it stars James Franco. Huh.
0: Oh wow! Really. It was the uh what was it Oz or
1: Oz the great and powerful that, 2013. What a freaking crappy movie.
0: Jeez, I never even watched so that. His
1: filmography dating back from that 2013 Oz 2009 Drag Me to Hell which is fantastic. And then prior he did Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man. Mm. That took up a huge chunk of his career. He hasn't done anything else since since other than like produce
0: movies. Well now he is returning and he's going back to the writer director's chair. I'm curious if he'll end up coming out with Drag Me to Hell and it's 2 and it's this the sequel.
1: He's not doing a sequel. He did say it was going to be I think did you say this a horror film and it's going to be small?
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I I did not know about it being a small film, but that makes me very excited. Because I think if he can return to this rawness, it would be amazing to see what he comes up with.
1: I Man, mean, that movie is so good.
0: Drag Me was a small budget film, from what I can remember.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was thirty million dollars. Made ninety million. Had Alison Loman in it. What happened to her? I had a oh, huge no. crush on her for a long time.
0: I don't know. It's sad because I was thinking about her recently, and I don't really know why.
1: I was literally upset, and I'm not even kidding around. I was obsessed with her. <sighs>
0: Kind of like I'm obsessed with Rob Zombie's wife right now. <laughs> D
1: <Do, do>, now. <laughs> do you know? I have a friend who really loves Sherry Moon Zombie too, and I was like, I don't I don't get this. <laughs> do you know who was originally the star of Drag Me to Hell?
0: Hmm. She's an actress. Was she known, like well known before that film?
1: Uh yeah, she's been around a while. She hmm. stars in a very popular Christopher Nolan movie.
0: In Hathaway? That also stars Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm.
1: She's real short.
0: Was it Marion? No, she's well, real short.
1: She was also in the X-Men movies. Her name is Ellen
0: Page. Oh, really? I did not know that she... Oh, wow. Oh, fun fact for you. Huh. Allison Loman, though, what happened to her? I, I don't know. What happened to Ellen Page?
1: Oh, she's still around doing stuff, but Allison Lohman, though, I was seriously obsessed with her. Hmm. It started with Mastic Men.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a great film.
1: That is a really good one.
0: What are some of the new things that you've watched, read, or listened to? I have to go with two kind of trashy (laughs) movies. And I've been talking to you about this. I tweeted about it over the weekend. And I went on Hulu and saw that Mom and Dad, the Nicolas Cage Mm -hmm. romp, was uh, it, it was on there and it's like an hour and 20 minutes very breezy film starts out very interesting because it's got this 1970s feel this grindhouse open in a ways and i'm like wow this is not what i expected based on the trailers back in the day when it was released it's not that old of a film uh just a few years old and i gotta say it is gruesome it is bloody and the premise of this do you do you remember the premise of this by chance Don't they, like, turn into zombies or something? Actually, no. I thought they did. Yeah, it was released in 2017, so only two years old. It's got Nicolas Cage, Selma Blair, and that's really all you need. And it's a Brian Taylor film.
1: Oh, yeah, the great Brian Taylor.
0: I got to say, it it goes bonkers. And some of the shots of Nicolas Cage, they'll, I will put it this way, this is not a family-friendly film at all. A lot of cursing, a lot of gore, and there are some really weird scenes of nudity. Oh, yeah. And this is, uh, it, it basically tells a story of parents turning on their children. That's all I'll say.
1: What else, what else you got?
0: The other film I ended up watching, it was an awful <laughs> slasher film. It was like... I I, I love the setup of this. And it was called The Pledge. And once again, I was on Hulu. I'm like, don't know anything about this. I'll start it. I love this where it's like a college setting and it's like the skulls. Where it's like the secret organization. It's like a fraternity, sorority, whatever. And it's the this group of guys and they're pledging and they find themselves involved with something that it's a little bit more than a fraternity.
1: That sounds like a was, really bad Suspiria.
0: It, we, honestly, it was not good. And I watched that after mom and dad, and I almost had to cleanse the palate with a traditional Halloween film that I have not seen before. And I decided, yeah, I don't know if I'll have enough time. And I should have, because I was waiting on my girlfriend another hour after that. Oh. And... So I could have easily blown through another trash film, uh, a B-movie. But Mom and Dad was worth it because that made me think about it a lot.
1: Well, I've been still, I have six episodes left in season seven of Arrow. Okay. Obviously watching Watchmen, I'm going to add Mom and Dad to my queue. Uh, I watched a movie the other day called Sweetheart with Kiersey Clemens. It's a uh, Jason Blumhouse monster movie oh. that came out on VOD and it really blew. <laughs> That movie's got like a ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it sucked.
0: Would you watch rewatch that or Devil's Rejects?
1: Good grief! <laughs> I, I mean, Sweetheart's like an hour and twenty minutes. That's the, about the best thing I can say about it. And there's a couple. There's what the introduction of the monster is really cool, but it's just so repetitive.
0: I wonder. I'm checking right now how long Devil's Rejects because I recently got shutter thanks because you texted me over the weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, it's. An hour and 50 minutes.
1: An hour and 50?
0: Yep, That's too long. Just under two hours. And yeah, so speaking of, I just got Shutter. First time you text me over the weekend. I signed up for it. 30 days free, and I'm pumped.
1: And what's great is you have nine credit cards, so you can do it for nine months. Nine
0: months. I'm getting this for three quarters of a year, and I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) I like the... I love that Shudder has Creepshow, the new show. They don't even have the Creepshow movie. I know, but what they have Creepshow What world are we too. living in? Yeah, yeah they two. have Creepshow too.
0: Great. Congratulations. It's fantastic. Speaking,
1: speaking of garbage, we got some new movies coming out this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> are you interested in any of the following?
0: Here we go. We got Terminator Dark Fate. Actually, hold on. I'm going to go down the list oh, and you grief. say yes or no.
1: Just if I if
0: I plan on seeing yes. it in theaters?
1: Mm-hmm. Terminator Dark Fate. Yes. Herring That's,
0: it. that's a very... That's a low yes.
1: It's a low yes, but we're gonna have to. I think Harriet. F
0: no. Arctic dogs. I had to look it up, so no. <laughs> Motherless Brooklyn.
1: <laughs> In theaters? Oh man, I don't think so. But I am. I kind of want to see that. I think I. I. I, I kind of like Edward Norton.
0: Finest actor of our generation.
1: But I kind I like Edward Norton. I think.
0: Uh, you know Edward. I don't. I none of this. I think I like Edward Norton. I can admit it. I, I enjoy some EN, e- but at this point I don't know what to think. I will see I it. I
1: can't tell what if this movie's gonna suck or not, but well,
0: I love that it's two and a half hours. Let me let me tell you something. Motherless Brooklyn has a lower score right now on Rotten Tomatoes than Terminator Dark Fate.
1: Well, Dark Fate has like 16 reviews. Let's let's <laughs> think about that for five seconds. And I don't think Motherless Brooklyn has a lot either. It's got fifteen.
0: <laughs> I actually have no idea.
1: Fans, I don't know what to think about with Dark Fate, but you and I are going to be stuck seeing this movie.
0: Yeah, well, that's exactly what we're doing next. Terminator Dark Fate, we're doing it for you, film fans. I'm
1: even going to rewatch Salvation and Genesis.
0: Um, yeah, I'm,
1: we're not going to spend too much time talking about it, but we're going to kind of revisit those and see if we like them.
0: I'm I'm going to be like, or at least I am. I don't know if you are. I will, but I'm going to be like the guys in Clockwork Orange, where my eyes are pried <laughs> open by toothpicks. I'm, I'm actually
1: really excited to rewatch
0: Genesis. Oh man! I tell you, I, I used
1: to be obsessed with Amelia Clark.
0: I am still <laughs> her and my new obsession, Sherry Moon.
1: Are you being zombie. serious about that?
0: No, not at all. <laughs> I just can't believe, like, so he—that's another discussion. I just am floored how Zombie uses his wife in film, and he loves, from what like, I've seen so far, he
1: loves to get her naked and have her just say the most obscene stuff. It's so crazy, but I get—I mean, she's really, got to love it, right? I want, yeah, I assume she gets a big paycheck. Ooh. I want to see what he could do with someone else's script.
0: Yeah, I—I I would.
1: Do you think he showers every day? No. Every I mean, I, I, I have deep shame knowing that I've paid for every single one of these movies minus three from hell.
0: <laughs> well, there will be no shame in reporting back what I've felt in the next chat cast, because that's whenever we'll talk about it. Thanks for joining us, film fans. And actually, hold on. Before we go.
1: Good grief, what now?
0: Is there an unpopular opinion that you have? I don't, do you? I'm going to say my unpopular opinion right now is Cherry Moon Zombie is one of the greatest horror actresses working currently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.